bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, and you are in for a great treat. It really is my honor today to be bringing back one of the highest listened to shows we had, and that was with the internationally acclaimed Pulitzer Prize nominee, Mr. Edwin Black. And let me tell you what, get ready for an energy burst, or as I always say when I talk about him, a burst of your bubble on what you may have thought about energy and oil and all the myths you may have in your mind, because you know what? We already had Edwin this morning right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Rivers Club to speak to executives in Pittsburgh. And tonight he will be at the Hill House speaking again to the public. He has changed my thinking across the board. And above all that, let me tell you, he is a modest, really just genuinely wonderful human being. Welcome to our show and welcome to Pittsburgh. And as you have learned, the home of Heinz Ketchup. Welcome to Pittsburgh, Edwin Black. Thank you very much for welcoming me, and you've really shown me a great welcome, and I'm so grateful to you and your colleagues for uh, making it possible for me to come out and speak to the people of Pittsburgh and to speak to your radio listeners. And yes, uh, we had breakfast today, and it's the first time in my life where Heinz ketchup was served not in a bottle, but in elegant bowls all the way across all the way across all the tables. So that was the first. I said that because Edwin said to me, I've never seen that much ketchup. Sir. It was a lot of, it was a lot of ketchup. <laughs> I said, Edwin, remember, you're in Pittsburgh, Heinz. Yeah. You're in the home of Heinz. Yeah. Well, well, for our listeners who do not know, War Against the Week, which by the way, you better buy that book. You better read it if you have not. As a matter of fact, we recommend this group everywhere we go. And when I speak, um, at national conferences, which I will be speaking in October in Washington, D.C., as a matter of fact, to the federal government. No matter where I go, I frequently tell them about war against the weak. But, but let me just tell you, IBM and the Holocaust, oh, my goodness, go read that book. It will change your mind, your thinking. Go read that book. But so will Banking on Baghdad. So will the transfer agreement, by the way. Pulitzer Prize-nominated books, but the newest book, Internal Combustion. Oh, my God. This book will have such an impact on you. And, Edwin, before we talk about internal combustion and how you can purchase internal combustion and how everyone listening to the show today needs to tell someone to go buy that book immediately, would you mind telling our listeners what made you decide not just to be an author? You're not, you're not just an author. You really are an investigative author that I believe speaks for the voices of those that cannot speak, which is why I'm wearing today the pen, Voices of Civil Rights, with Edwin Black here in Pittsburgh. Why and who influenced you? Well, I suppose, now that's an interesting question. I suppose it uh, harkens back to uh, my parents who were in the Holocaust and uh, who managed to survive with uh, a harrowing story. 
and I always presumed that uh, they li- that uh, they lived for a, for a reason. I was put on this planet for a reason, and that was probably to explain the inexplicable. And I've considered explaining the, inexplic- uh, the inexplicable and making a difference to an indifferent world to be my primary mission throughout my life. And I have always tackled the impossible task and made it real and tried to explain how our um, a terrible past uh, must be understood in order to salvage a precious future. And what's interesting here is uh, with internal combustion, our addiction to oil, I have uh, uh, examined a terrible future, uh, hoping that we can uh, salvage our precious past. Yes, and and he and who and I guess it was your parents then that probably had this impact on you. Well, the the tragedy of my parents, the survive of my parents, the, the harrowing story. Uh, I'm, I, we can recount it here that my mom was pushed out of a train uh, on the way to Treblinka, uh, pushed out by her mother, and uh, um, uh, was pushed out through a small grill, a small vent. And my father walked away from a shooting place, and the two of them lived in the woods for two for two years. And uh, so that was harrowing enough. They were forest fighters, uh, and so when I my parents came to this country and, and had me as a child. I, I, I suppose that um, uh, I always understood that I was here for a reason. It was not just an accident that so many people should die and, and some should live. And, and uh, I never made light of that, and I took it seriously. And you know what? When you read Edwin's book, you're going under- to say, yep, that's it. That's why he's here. You know, there are those that hear about things in life that are terrible, and they say, oh, that's too bad. And then there are those that hear about it and say, what? I'm going to do something about it. That's Edwin. That's Edwin Black. That's why, as I said, if you're listening to the show today, you have to tell everyone about Edwin. Edwin, Internal Combustion is your newest Pulitzer Prize-nominated book, and this book is also absolutely tremendous, another winning, wonderful expose um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what caused you to write this book, this this current book, Internal Combustion? Internal Combustion arose because I understood that the uh, the most important and towering question of our day was whether or not society could continue, uh, in spite of its uh, addiction to oil. Our addiction to oil is killing our lungs mile by mile with microfine particles that is causing sickness and uh, 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 wreaking havoc and illness the way cigarettes incrementally do. Mile by mile, people are dying. Uh, Our planet is dying from climate change uh, that is uh, caused by greenhouse gases, uh, which are emitted by many sources, including uh, the internal combustion machine uh, running on oil. Um, uh, Our addiction to oil is uh, transferring our treasury uh, out of our hands and into the hands of people in the Middle East uh, that uh, wish to use the monies to sponsor terrorism and to buy airplane tickets that fly into the World Trade Center. Uh, our, 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 our treasury is also being used, and we are being blackmailed into turning uh, a, a blind eye to the terrorism that's being conducted worldwide and against Israel. And so um, I believe that of all the imperative crises uh, that are exigent upon us, um, 
the devastation of our uh, climate, the devastation of our lungs, the devastation of our treasury, perhaps the most compelling is uh, the petro-political and petro-terrorist threat, which threatens to strangle our nation and our society, not in five years, not in ten years, but some inconvenient moments chosen not by us, but by those who hate our way of life. Wow. And you know what is amazing? We can change it. Yes, you will find out when you read his book. You've got to read the book. Edwin, um, how can our listeners purchase your book? Well, right now, I I have a website, internalcombustionbook.com, in which I've posted a notice. Because of the many appearances on CNN and fine radio stations such as yours, uh, there's been a run on on books in the store. And the best and fastest way to get the book right this minute is to simply link up to Amazon. And that can be done... uh, from any computer or through my website at, at internalcombustionbook.com, but you'll get the book at a substantial discount, and you'll get it now because the, the book simply, uh, the bookstores are out, and it's taking them a long time to supply, uh, probably because they have to uh, use internal combustion vehicles to, to, to deliver the books. <laughs> <laughs> so they can either go to edwinblank.com, or they can go to Amazon.com. Is that well, correct? yes, they can go to Amazon.com as fast. There's also a, a, a direct link from my website. And my website for this book is internalcombustionbook.com. They can learn more about the book and also see a three-minute video about the book if they log on to that site. That's internalcombustionbook.com. Internalcombustionbook.com. And with that, we're going to go to break for a minute And then we'll be right back so we can talk more to Edwin Black, the author of this international dynamic bestseller, Internal Combustion. Listen, whoever's listening to the show today, tell your friends to buy this book. We'll be right back with Edwin Black, our friend. Don't go away. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on Voice America. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show, and we are talking to Edwin Black, the internationally acclaimed author. So many books, eight nominated for Pulitzer Prize. His newest book, Internal Combustion, nominated for the Pulitzer Prize, is absolutely awesome. And if you haven't purchased it yet, you can get it right now by going to Edwin Black's own website. Edwin, that site again. Oh, that's internalcombustionbook.com. And just click on order copy. That will take you right to Amazon.com. Yes. Or they can go right to Amazon.com. And let me tell you what. Edwin Black spoke this morning at the Rivers Club in Pittsburgh, PA, to a group of executives and he already has had such an impact on them. We're on our way later on to hear him speak at Carnegie Mellon and then this evening at the Hill House. What a way to go. I'll tell you what, read the book. It will have that impact on you. Edwin, whenever uh, they read your book, it is hard to believe, and I also know you spoke about this on CNN, which you've been on CNN several times. And by the way, folks, he's on a 50-city 300 event tour. Can you imagine what that? I mean, but if you meet him, he has so much energy, this would not surprise you. But when you were on CNN, I know that you talked about how Ford and Edison had the answer over 100 years ago. Do you want to talk about that for a minute with our listeners? Well, originally, uh, uh, all of the electric, uh, all of the automobiles in this country at the turn of the last century were electric. Um, they, uh, through a complicated series of market maneuvers, they became internal combustion machines burning gasoline. And Henry Ford was involved in that uh, in a primal fashion. But in 19, from 1912 to 1914. Uh, he and Thomas Edison decided that that was the wrong way to take this country, and they decided to return to the electric vehicles, uh, including electric vehicles that would be primarily um, charged from home regeneration with um, uh, with uh, wind generators and uh, kerosene generators uh, in the backyard sheds and basements. And uh, through a series of uh, subversions, the batteries that, uh, that uh, Thomas Edison made for Henry Ford uh, were um, although they were working when they left um, his uh, complex 
in Orange, New Jersey, by the time they got to Dearborn, uh, suddenly they did not work. And he complained about tampering, he complained about false engineering, false reports. And then uh, uh, finally, when the uh, project was being uh, shunted aside, um, uh, and Edison was uh, convinced that he would uh, have a resurgence of his effort and make his batteries tamper-proof, all his many buildings in his compound all flash um, fire burned down to the ground, um, even though they were in fireproof buildings and fireproof rooms uh, with a, a fire brigade uh, on premises, mysterious flash fire, and uh, everything burned except the flammables, uh, alcohol, turpentine. And so this was a fire of suspicious origin. Then came World War One, and that was the end of the beginning of clean electric vehicles in this country. It wasn't 20 years ago or 40 years ago. We've had these electric cars setting land speed records of a mile a minute since the 1890s. Well, you know what? This is a good time to ask you this question from Alfred in New York City, one of our listeners who says, um, I'm wishing the, the, the this time of the year, at Mr. Black, the best to you over the Jewish holidays. I must ask you one question, which is, as I read your books, I often ask myself, why have we never heard about any of this in our education system? Why is so much of this information never taught? And then my part two question is, sometimes I'm worried about you and your safety as to I know how much power people in the oil industry have. Do you ever get a lot of opposition from those who have power? Signed, Alfred. Well, Alfred, let me say this. First of all, thank you very much for your wishes for a Happy New Year, and I extend a Happy New Year wish to uh, all of those listeners uh, in Joyce's uh, um, audience which are observing the holiday. I would like to say that uh, all of my books have tackled uh, the details and topics of incredibly compelling topics and revelations which have not been known to the academic community, to, uh, to scholarship, to the general people. And that's how it was in transfer agreement. That's how it was in IBM and the Holocaust, where I, how I uh, documented how IBM consciously um, uh, engaged in co-planning with Adolf Hitler for the Holocaust in World War II. Uh, and uh, now I'm doing the same thing with this book, uh, Internal Combustion, and I'm explaining uh, uh, um, things that really no one in this country knows. No one in this country knows that energy, going all the way back to the pharaohs, was um, uh, something that has been hoarded, that has been manipulated. Uh, it's always been the domain of monopolist monarchs and manipulators. Um, people in this country don't know that the first energy car cartel was uh, a coal cartel with, run by a secret society in England called the Hostman. No one ever heard of that. People don't know in this country that uh, the electric cars were running everywhere up and down the up and down the um, uh, roads of uh, of the United States, um, and that they were controlled by a bicycle monopoly which had teamed up with the battery monopoly to create an electric vehicle monopoly. People don't know that. And mainly people don't know that Ford and Edison, you can go to all the Ford and Edison biographies you want at the Carnegie Mellon li at the Carnegie Library or anywhere else, and you will not find any information about this. 
that uh, Ford and Edison were involved in the secret project to return America to uh, uh, cheap electric cars, it, and that was sub, uh, that was subverted, and uh, this information is just just not not known. Nor has anyone ever gone to the trouble to document exactly what General Motors did um, when they. Um, uh, when they uh, um, led a criminal conspiracy together with Mack Truck, uh, Standard Oil, uh, Phillips Petroleum, and Firestone to uh, subvert mass transit lines, trolley lines, electric lines in 40 cities um, uh, through a front company called National City Lines. They were convicted of a criminal conspiracy, and um, uh, they were um, uh, found guilty. Uh, um, it was upheld on a, on a on appeal, and uh, substituted in those cities motor buses, stinky, smelly, um, uh, debilitating, illness-causing motor buses that were so unpopular, and this led to the uh, debacle of mass transit in the United States. And while they were doing this, while they were doing this, they were putting the Hitler regime on wheels, motorizing the Third Reich, um, building the Blitz truck for the Blitzkrieg, uh, helping the Nazis uh, carry out their program of Jewish exclusion and persecution. Um, no one is aware of this, but I'm bringing this out. And the reason I don't teach this in the classrooms and in the history books is it because is it, is, it, is because I answer the unanswerable questions. I ask the embarrassing questions, and I don't stop until those questions are answered. And there's just one other thing that distinguishes those who are in academia and myself, and that is that I think like a criminal and I act like a cop. And it takes one who can think like a criminal to catch a monster, to catch a criminal, to catch a collaborationist with the Nazi regime. And that's why I'm able to say now and conclude that based on the evidence, there is no company that has done more to harm transportation in this nation than General Motors. And they're still harming our transportation by building gas guzzlers, by keeping us addicted to oil, and now by trying to convince us that corn ethanol is the answer when corn ethanol just extends the problem. So I have to tell the story, and I tell it with facts and documentation that it's bulletproof. And as for the question as to am I in fear for my life from big oil, from uh, big Detroit, from General Motors, from IBM, from the corn lobby, from the ethanol lobby, they don't scare me. They know how to reach me. Well, this is like why he is. I'm going to tell you what. Edwin Black... Edwin Black, you know, should, I don't know, receive whatever is the highest. In addition to the Pulitzer Prize, he should receive the highest national, not, not just national, world recognition for what he is doing. Because you know what? This is serious. This is serious. He's just not like writing some book where he's just wanting to be this whatever author. He is trying to say, this is what's happening, and we can make a difference. I'm excav- I am excavating the yeah. information that has been buried. You know, I, I right. led a team of 50 researchers in over 100 repositories, the, uh, acquiring some 100,000 documents so we could prove 
our point and make it bulletproof. And that is why I'm speaking to you today. And that is why I'm speaking around the country, making the point that we must get off our oil addiction. And in fact, in point effect, we never really needed to be on oil. And we can get off now. And the only reason we're on is because of a century of lies. Lies from government, from media, and from the corporations whose duty it is to safeguard our technology, our energy, and our future. And I just want to tell you, if you're listening to this show, let me tell you something. Go buy his book. Go buy Internal Combustion. Go buy War Against the Weak. Go buy IBM and the Holocaust. Go buy his books. Because, you know, sometimes when you hear someone speak on TV, you know, or you hear an author quoted, you're thinking, oh, yeah, right, this, you know, that's his opinion. This is an opinion. Read his books. Like every line has a footnote. I've, I've never read anything ever as well documented and as factual. You know, to answer that person's question, the reason you don't see all these people going up against Edwin Black when he makes this statement is how can they? He has everything documented. I, everything. I, and I, and uh, I've, I've just written a story in, uh, in a magazine for journalists in which I wrote about the Martian standard of evidence, that uh, if you just came down from Mars and you wanted to see me prove, prove a point, I could bring it out in black and white. I maintain a 30-second standard. That means that if somebody needs to see, somebody can point to any sentence on any page and ask where those facts come from, and I can pull out uh, a numbered file folder and prove the point within 30 seconds. And I've got... Uh, 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 two teams of independent triple fact checkers. And this is why my publishers know that when I say that IBM consciously engaged in uh, the genocidal actions of the Third Reich, and that's why when I say that GM was a willing uh, collaborationist with the Hitler regime from its first moments in 1933 going right into the war that I can back this information up. And that's why IBM is, has been hiding since 2001 instead of apologizing to the world. And that's why GM now is also finding the same rock because what they want to do is hope that I will go away. But I will not go away because our energy crisis will, will not go, go away. And I will not go away un, until this country is energy independent, we are free from infrastructure, we are stopping the pollution, and I think that we can actually do it, not talk about it in a Star Trek fashion, but we can do it now, we can start now, and finish the job later. And that is why the answer is fleets, Federal Express, uh, UPS, um, Krispy Kreme, uh, Carnegie Mellon University, anyone who's got a fleet, you must understand that if you and me, Joyce, buy vehicles one by one, that's just fine and dandy, and I'm happy that we've done it. But the mass production of these alternative vehicles will not occur until there's mass purchasing. And so more can be done with a fax machine and a purchase order than with all the ballot boxes and votes you care to cast and all the letters to the editor. And, I'm, and since we're in Pittsburgh, I am making a public appeal to Federal Express right now. 44,000 vehicles. How many of them? How many of them? are running compressed natural gas. Why haven't you placed an order for a hydrogen vehicle right now? Don't tell us there's no infrastructure. You can fuel that thing in your parking lot off-grid. You heard him. 
You heard it, and you'll hear more. You'll hear more from the exciting, wonderful Edwin Black, author of newest book, Internal Combustion. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back to talk more to Edwin Black. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. We're talking to Edwin Black, the author of the Pulitzer Prize-nominated exciting new book, Internal combustion. And we do have a email question here from one of our listeners. Um, Mr. Black, thank you for taking time to share your new book with us. Your investigative works have centered on important social injustice, governmental misconduct, and corporate criminality. These are important issues for your broad audience to understand. Could you please share with us why you think it is particularly important that members of the disability community have a firm grasp of these topics as we seek full and equal participation in the world around us, asked you, Jamie, from Washington, D.C. In a, in a world in which mobility is life and death or mobility is the difference between the quality of life or the inequality of life, 
the disability community is primarily concerned with with uh, uh, transportation issues. When the entire world will be inconvenienced, the disability world will be devastated. Uh, there are two reasons. The there are actually three. Uh, the first reason is that the internal combustion machine, uh, directly and, and through other means, is causing disability. It's causing Ill illness and sickness through its pollution. How many young boys are losing their legs and losing their arms uh, defending this pipeline of oil? Do, do we really want to... Uh, 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 as I say, uh, drill a hole in Saudi Arabia and drag this, drag this black substance, uh, substance over the dead bodies of Americans and over the severed legs and bomb-blasted torsos of American boys and girls so that we can run lawnmowers off of uh, petroleum. And so it's making uh, uh, um, uh, disability in the same way that um, wars have always made disability. You would think that we could learn from these wars, but that has not happened. Secondly, uh, we are transferring the treasury that we have uh, out to the Middle East. Uh, economics is such an important uh, uh, facet to the people of the disability community because medical economics is the difference between getting um, uh, a, a wheelchair that's uh, usable and a wheelchair that's not usable. Um, uh, of course, I was very much involved in the DME industry, and I have an understanding that um, there are many people who uh, uh, around the world who don't even have a fraction of the access that we have to O&P, to uh, orthotics and, 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 and prosthetics. This is a big issue. Uh, care, home care, access. Uh, if a city is so busy paying its oil bill that it can't make sidewalk ramps, that is going to hurt the disability community. And third, uh, just the ability to get into a vehicle, just the ability to get into a bus, just the ability to get into a, um, uh, 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 into a taxi cab, into a private vehicle. These are devastatingly important issues to the disabled. Uh, they're sometimes looked at inconveniences and luxuries um, to those who are not challenged. But for the disabled community, it is life and death. It is, uh, it is enjoyment or it is confinement. And that is why the energy uh, crisis that we have in America must have a new and strong ally and spokesman in the disabled community. And, the, and, uh, and those who do not wish the disabled community to grow faster and more voraciously than it will, goodness gracious, I'm from Washington I live just down the street from the Bethesda Naval Center. I know what's going on with our our, our wonderful boys and girls coming back to this country uh, am, uh, as amputees. Why are we doing this? Why are we creating more disabled people when, in fact, what we should be doing is using our resources, using our talent, using our innovation to make it easier for the existing disabled to uh, cope with their environment and making it more difficult for more disabled to join their ranks. Wow, you know what? You have really hit on something major because I'm all about employment. You know, at Bender Consulting Services, as my listeners know, my whole mission is gaining competitive employment for people with disabilities. And at the same time, what is one of the biggest problems 
for people with disabilities. Mobility. Transportation. Correct. Tra- if you can't, if you don't have transportation, you can't get to that job. Now, it's they- true that some people aren't going to be able to go to the 7-Eleven at midnight and get an extra half a gallon of milk, but what about the people who can't get kidney dialysis? Right. What are they going to do when oil stops? Get off of oil. It's a matter of life and death. The oil supply in this country will stop not at a moment of your choosing, but in the twinkle of an eye as chosen by someone else. Please. Well, and not only that, if you had a new way of more efficient transportation, then more people would be able to get to employment. They would have access to get to work. Because right now, remember what the cost of oil is and then what that does at the gas station and what that costs people with disabilities who may have prosthetics but can still drive a car or may be deaf but can still drive the car but are in poverty. So in so many ways, this impacts people. That's why I think you really hit... This is your issue, and yeah. I, want, I want you and me, Joyce, and all of your listeners to make it your issue. Claim it, speak loudly about it, and get those who care about the disabled to understand that you have a voice in this too, and be counted. And just don't, and just, just don't shout it from the rooftops. Shout it from the fax machines. Remember... Only your fax machine, a purchase order from a fleet to Honda, BMW, that's what's going to get your hydrogen fleet and your hydrogen car here faster. Instead of somebody saying, well, we can't afford to transport you, why not say we can suddenly afford to transport you because suddenly we're off of oil. Well, let's talk about that in more detail. You always say it's not about green, it's about greed in this case. And here we are, our opposition being major corporations. So you're saying, if I understand you correctly, just a vote won't count, right? Calling your congressman is not enough in this case. The vote will not count. The letter to the editor will not count. All that's going to matter is the fax machine. Because I assure you, if government were going to do the right thing in terms of energy and transportation, they had many opportunities going back decades, going back centuries, going back thousands of years. And they have proven themselves in each generation, going back to the beginning of recorded time, to have used oil, transportation, and energy to manipulate those around us. As they say in politics, power corrupts. And the same goes for energy. Power corrupts. Power corrupts. Well, we can do something about it. You can do something about it. As Edwin said, time for the fax machine. But just think, you can go to your groups and get them involved. Right here in Pennsylvania, we have a group now that's saying, hey, let's be progressive. Let's be doing something right well, just today, as a result of our business, we spoke to the county groups. We are speaking to the governor's groups. We want the uh, school district to run our school buses uh, on uh, hydrogen instead of oil. Um, uh, and uh, there are bridge technologies that we can uh, undertake today, such as the Honda compressed natural gas vehicles. And there are hydrogen cars, which are going to start coming online uh, as early as the spring. And what will make them come online with greater abundance and, gr- and greater alacrity is a purchase order. As I said, 
no no mass purchasing, no mass production. The Green Fleet Initiative. The Green Fleet Initiative. Okay, so a question we have here from a listener is, what can I, as an individual, do? As an individual, you can find out if you impact a fleet. Does your school have a fleet, your hospital, your school district, your county, your city, your sheriff's department, a company that you work for, and ask them why the hell they won't switch to compressed natural gas, to hydrogen, get in touch with Joyce, she'll get in touch with me, and I will put these people in touch with the direct phone numbers at the automakers and at the hydrogen companies who can make it possible immediately right now, we can run this stuff off of solar. We can run this stuff off, off of compressed natural gas. We can run this stuff off of many, many uh, uh, power sources. We can run it off of wind. But we have to start now, and we have to start it en masse. I do not want incremental change. I want disruptive change. I want sudden change. Because when the moment comes, when the oil spigot dries up, when the terrorists bring us to our knees, that will be even more disruptive. Oh, yeah, yes, that is that is disruptive change. That does not surprise me. Listen, if you read Edwin's Black, Edwin Black's books, any of them, but especially this new book, Internal Combustion, you will want to make a change immediately. Go buy this book. Buy this book for your friends. Buy this book for everyone. Internal Combustion by Edwin Black. And he'll be right back as soon as we go to break. You're listening to Joyce Bender, where disability does matter on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. 
Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. And what an exciting show this has been. And remember, this show with Edwin Black will be archived on voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com if you want to tell anyone about the show. I think we have a caller on the line right now. Yes, Evan Frazier. Hey, Evan. Evan, Evan, welcome to the show, and I'll bet you're excited about our event tonight. We sure are. Uh, A lot of people here in the Hill District and throughout the Pittsburgh region are looking forward to hearing about uh, hearing Edwin Black, and uh, we're very excited. Um, Edwin, why don't you just... Edwin, Evan Frazier is the head of the Hill House, and, and Edwin will be speaking there this evening to the community. Evan, why don't you just take a minute and tell them what we're doing? Well, and a little bit about the Hill House. Well, first of all, th- thanks to you, Joyce, and, and uh, your, your generosity and that of uh, Mr. Edwin Black. Uh, we are actually inviting Edwin Black to the Hill District, which is a historically African-American community uh, here in Pittsburgh. And there's a lot of energy throughout the community about uh, his coming uh, to, you know, to our community, um, giving people a chance to hear firsthand the kind of wonderful, provocative, and very meaningful and important influential work that you've been providing. So uh, as we uh, go around the community sharing uh, the information about uh, your book signing and your lecture, uh, it's, not a hard, it's not a tough sell. People are chiming in and, and really getting excited about your presence. And where will that be tonight, Evan, at what time and where? It's going to be 6 o'clock at the Hill House Kaufman Auditorium which is 1835 Center Avenue here in Pittsburgh uh, on the Hill District. Uh, we're only about four blocks from the Mellon Arena. Uh, as you are uh, uh, leaving downtown Pittsburgh, right in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh and uh, the other main center of Pittsburgh, which is Oakland, which is where the uh, universities reside. And, Edwin, interestingly, the Jewish community from the beginning worked together with uh, the minority community to bring the Hill House together, and uh, and Evan is a tremendous leader in the Pittsburgh community, so we're all excited, Edwin, about you speaking there this evening. Well, the, well, the Jewish and black communities uh, worked for years in the civil rights movement, and frankly, I would, I would like to see a, uh, a resurgence of that alliance facing our, our, our common nemesis, which is now the, uh, uh, the paralysis 
of our nation by our addiction to oil, and uh, we are just a couple of uh, uh, we, we are just a couple of oil tankers away from feeling uh, this paralysis. And I'd like to avoid that, both for those of means, those without means, and those of any color. Well, absolutely, we have absolutely. the right group together tonight. That's for sure, uh, Evan. Anyone listening to the show, this is open to the public. Everyone knows the Hill House is one of the most prestigious organizations in the community and very highly thought of and has brought in tremendous national leaders and speakers um, to to the Hill House. Evan has arranged so much and has done such great work. But open to the public, 6 o'clock tonight at the Hill House. Joyce, the the other significant... Uh, part of this evening, the actual auditorium in the center where he will be speaking tonight um, used to be a part, a very important part of the Jewish community in the early 1900s. Uh, used to be a part of what was called the Irene Kaufman Settlement. So this is a building that's historic that goes back to the Jewish roots on the hill. So, uh, Mr. Black, as you talk about the, um, the Jewish and the African-American history intertwining that's very much, uh, I think, what, what you'll see tonight. Well, it's going to be an absolute pleasure to be uh, under uh, uh, a historic roof, speaking of a historic uh, matter that now faces uh, not just these two communities, but all communities. You know something? Uh, the only color that we should be concerned with here yes. is the color green. Yeah. And unless we can all go green, uh, uh, this country and this world of ours is in desperate trouble. You can hear him tonight again at the Hill House. If you're in the Pittsburgh area listening to the show, tell your friends 6 o'clock tonight at the Hill House. Evan, we will so much look forward to seeing you. Evan, you. I'll see you there. Looking forward to it. And thank you for coming. We're it's really a pleasure. Uh, very and I thank Joyce for bringing me there. All right. And thank you, Joyce. Thank you. Thank All you, right. Evan. This is what we need. We need to get all these groups together, united, as Edwin said, one color, and that color is green. Because if not, we're just we're in desperate condition here. We will just continue, as he said, having you know more deaths, more problems, or who knows what could happen. Uh, something similar to what already happened with 9/11. We've really got to do something about this. And 9-11 was just a practice run. It was just a practice run. What's in store for us, what's being publicly spoken of, what's being publicly predicted, what's being publicly planned, what's being publicly urged, is, is, is the entire conquest of the Western way of life. And that is being fueled by one substance, petroleum. And we think we are the master of petroleum. Petroleum is our master. Isn't that the truth? And by the way, Edwin, I want to also extend my sympathies to you because I know that you did lose a friend in Seattle at around the same time. Isn't that correct? Yes. Uh, just uh, recently, uh, um, uh, um, there was uh, a, a Muslim extremist um uh, uh, who uh, 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 attacked um, uh, uh, the Jewish Federation in Seattle and uh, shot dead um, um, a friend of mine, 
uh, someone that I knew, someone on, who I used to work with on speaking engagements, on a tour, in the same way, I wor- in the same way that I work with, with you. And uh, so that was devastating. And I want people to understand that there are many, many prices that we pay. Only one of those prices is the price at the pump. The quality of our life, the quality of our ability to get on the airplane and bring shampoo, all of these qualities are tied to our addiction to oil. It's not just MPG. It's USA. You heard him, and I'm going to tell you what. Edwin sent an email out about this friend of his, and it was the most just sad email because here he is trying to find out who this person was that was killed, and it ended up it was his friend that was killed. And what does all this go back to? What he's talking about right now. I mean, what is the weapon used over our heads? Oil. Every time you hear about this, oil, and unfortunately, oil does fuel terrorism. Edwin, for those people interested in following you as you're going along here, is it best just to go to your website? I know that you're on this 50-city, 300-event tour. I know you've been on TV several times uh, on CNN how can people follow you if they're interested in doing so? Well, just go. Uh, there's two websites. One is my private site, which is edwinblack.com, uh, which has my book tours and my books. But the specific book site, the private book webpage, is internalcombustionbook.com. That has my tours. It has my articles. There will be some pictures there, pictures from tonight. Uh, people can see where to find me in advance, a friend or foe. Uh, my life is an open book, and uh, and they can find out the alternatives, such as Brazilian sugarcane ethanol, which is 100% oil-free, but which our legislators, not the Bush White House, but our Congress, has taxed with a penalty tax of 54 cents per gallon. They can find out the truth about corn ethanol, which is a bogus uh, energy saver that really is that really is not. They can find out um, uh, where these vehicles are that are that are uh, that are obtainable now from Honda, from BMW. They can find out what's really happening in the hydrogen world. They can really find out about detaching from the infrastructure, and they can find out. They can read excerpts from the book that aren't even in the book. Too much detail. The publishers didn't want it all to go in there because they couldn't publish that fat of a book. So I took the excerpts. Instead of putting them on the cutting room floor, the entire section is right up on the web. We, they, they, they can find the original pictures uh, of some of these things, such as um, parking meters. They're actually electrons. You park in front of them, and uh, uh, you would plug your electric vehicle in, and they would get re- recharged. Where did that go? It's all, it's all been subverted. And now is the time for people to understand that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We need to excavate it from where it was buried a century ago. Wow. That's Edwin Black. Let me tell you what. It has been your treat to hear him. Edwin, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Get off of oil. Get off of oil. You heard it. Get off of oil. You know what? We always have a quote from a famous disability leader. My quote today is going to be right from Edwin Black when he said, for those in the non-disabled world, 
for those in the non-disabled world, if there is an inconvenience to you, to the disability community, it's devastation. Oh, how true those words are. Right now, listen, go out and buy this book, Internal Combustion, by one of the greatest people I have ever met, Mr. Edwin Black. Edwin, it has been my honor to have you with us today. Thank you for coming to Pittsburgh. Thank you so much, Joyce. Let's get on with the crusade. Let's get on with the crusade. And listen, if you're in Pittsburgh, the Hill House, 6 o'clock this evening, you're listening to America's Voice. Disability does matter on voiceamerica.com. I'll see you there, Joyce. See See you you later. Bye-bye.